Soundbites Radio is your source for candid discussion aimed to create a world that's inclusive, spiritually connected, living in love, peace, joy, harmony, and abundance now. Content ranges from social justice to racial equity, religion, arts, culture, and more. Soundbites International Radio, the Black Consciousness is the claim, one, one world, world is the aim. Bringing, coming live and direct to you on a Sunday night as usual. Um, you know, bringing the news, bringing the the energy, bringing the connection, bringing the conversations that we we get to have with one another um, that are normally being had as they should out in our everyday landscape. So we just want to be contributors to you know having things be different from what we see and what we experience on a daily basis. So um, that's why Soundbites is here. Join the conversation. Um, like, if you're not already like, uh, blah, blah, blah. if you're not already um, a liker of the Soundbites International page, please do so. We do appreciate the support. Um, like Soundbites International yes. on Facebook. If you're watching this video, of course, then you, you know, just click the username and click like <laughs> and follow as well. 
Um, and join the conversation, share the video, talk to us. You know, as we talk, we, we, we jump in the comments as much as possible to, you know, share your thoughts with, with everyone else listening because, you know, your thoughts could be something that could add great value to any conversation. So yes, um, we always appreciate every week those that come in and just in, and chat with us and, and give us insights and help mm -hmm. us learn and help us grow as well. We, we, it's, for, it's an even exchange of information, right? So that, that's, how, that's how this thing operates. That's how growth operates. So, of course, we're here for growth, right? Um, yeah, so we, we're just here to talk about the things. Oh, I'm Hasirka Nefera, and this and is... Nefera to my to Right, you know, we're doing introductions and doing the things, you know, she, she's sharing it out, making it happen. We do an organic style, that's what we do. Share with the family. Um, getting the family checked tell in. Tell a friend. So, tell a friend. Share the link. Yes, yes. Um, and let's make it happen, you know what I mean? So, we're we going to talk about a few things today. Um, one of the things that's, that's been on our mind that we were talking about recently is just music. Um, how music has contributed or, you know, uh, you know, provided value or taken mm -hmm. away value from the landscape of our social condition, mm -hmm. um, as it stands up to now, especially of course, in the black community, you got things like soul and hip hop and like how that, how that permeates our, our culture, how it's changed over time, um, and the certain aspects of it. And, you know, we was looking at, you know, things like, especially with hip hop, because hip hop gets like, it's, it's a weird rap with hip hop, right? <laughs> no pun intended. Right. It's a weird rap with hip hop because it's like you know hip hop is arguably the the most popular um, genre of music and culture that that exists like globally, right? Mm -hmm. Hip hop is and growing. any and growing any on any continent you'll find an influence of hip hop, whether it's lingo, whether it's um, the actual music itself, uh, styles, you know, fashion, um, and, and 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 things of that trends. And you're just looking at how it's, it's, it's permeated all of cultures, right? And different languages. And it's, it's such a global yes. movement, um, what hip-hop has become. It, it's, it's important to look at these type of things, you know, in a way that, that, that can really uh, shift us into a better space. Like, one of the things we're looking at, we got back in the day, we had Boogie Down Productions. Right. Um, you know, X-Clan, you know, Public Enemy, uh, you know... Um, Grandmaster, Grandmaster Flash and the Furious Five, like, you know, like, they, those pinnacle artists back in the day that was, like, telling the message. What's the message, right? Um, people are going through plights. People are dying. People are struggling. People in the, in the streets, in the urban communities are going through some things. Yes. And these are the stories that y'all need to hear. With us fighting for, like, you know, economic justice, economic, you know, sovereignty mm -hmm. in a space like everybody else. You know, somewhere along the line, you know, crack was in invented and like um, drugs were put pushed into communities and other types of unsavory acts were pushed into communities to help deter people from being their best selves, right? To deter communities yes. from act acting and moving within their best selves and interests um, and very much against one another. So it was important to have, you know, um, groups like the Boogie Down Productions and, mm -hmm. and, and, and those MCs back in the day setting the record straight like no this is not right this is we, we're killing each other this is not the way this is not what was set forth by ancestors not what was set forth by uh civil rights leaders to have us be in this way of just, just destroying ourselves through drugs and self-hate and 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 um looking at proximity around black and black crime not like black and black crime is this whole problem with black people but proximity and environments where people have a big impact they have a big impact right mm -hmm. and looking at that landscape of essentially because of those environments where we're all so in close quarters and struggling and unfortunately you know those that take a life of crime or whatever we we get to be we impacted by one another so mm -hmm. that's just what that is and that's that self-destruction part so it's like having music be the tool to you know have people really talk about the issues and see ourselves and be a mirror for better living um that was important you know that was so important and so key to um, how we saw each other. And it was, it was a, quite a bit of that. And then somewhere down the line, um, when you looked at Gangster Rap, which was in a sense still like telling the story of the streets and the struggle, mm -hmm. um, was a lot more aggressive. Um, it was something that was pushed forth in the mainstream as this is the way to go for hip hop. Yeah, the guns and the crazy. killing and like, yeah, this is what's up, this is what's popular, this is what people need to hear. But pushing forth the wrong message of it, you know? You got people like Ice T that was talking about like this is what was going on. I'm just rapping about what's going on. It's a story. It's a story. 
it's real, it's rough, it's rugged, it's graphic. But, but he was also story. a whole person, though. He was also a whole person because he had other business going on. Right. And he built himself up as an entrepreneur and a professional. So he didn't make that his way of life. Mm-hmm. Um, I still do. I still believe that we can look at the circumstances that created an environment where in your heart you would be okay with selling something you know is going to hurt somebody mm-hmm. from your heart to your people. That's another conversation to have. And that, that particular desensitization to and connection to one another is what's so fractured and broken within our community that we gravely need to address. The fact that we're willing to hurt and cause harm to one another. And even through the venue of music. So we then we look at why was this particular environment given so much highlight and platform mm, mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. people would seek to look this direction as their means to survive. Right, and like their soundtrack for their lives, and then and over time it became a soundtrack for lives that people wanted to leave because it became cool. Right, which was like per- so perverted. This, it doesn't make it's such any a sense. demented reality. Like it's it, 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 it started growing this allure to people, um, where it was like if they didn't live that life, it was like oh that must be oh, cool. Oh, you were lame. Like the bad, the bad, you, the, the the bad dude, the tough guys. You mm. wanted to be the tough guy, especially if you wasn't. You was like the quote unquote the nerd or whatever. You want to be the tough guy, so you listen to a little bit of that gangster rap. You right. listen to a little bit, Get you listen to some hip hop. Oh man, you cool. Like and you know and we and this is like being clear. This is what what was part of the growth and popularity of it mm-hmm. because then it started permeating some you know um, the homes of suburban white kids because they was like that was an allure and ex- something exotic. Because mm-hmm. oh that's dope. And there's a lot of the people that was at the shows. Ah, but also. When I was, we was to be talked about, you know, the white culture consciousness gets to mm-hmm. dictate what portions of your being as a fractured person in this country living in this experience. Right. These are the pieces of you that's actually cool. Right. So you don't get to actualize your full self and your full potential, but certain aspects of you get to be cool. Like, like it's not all right to be a criminal. It's not okay and fun to have to go to jail. Like that's not a rites of passage, um, but it's a means to belong. It was something to reach for. Yeah. Um, and the music was the catalyst, you know, that was created there. Yeah, for you know, sure. Oprah even said back sometime that rap music was, was causing killings in, in the community. Rap music was the cause for crime. Um, and if you understand frequency, frequency has a lot to do with why gangster rap was so um, popular. People were actually really angry during the crack era. People were angry. There was a destruction of their community, even worse than the devastation that they had ever seen. Um, and they they decided to funnel and, and hit the, sh- the tunes, the switches on your being and allowed you a funnel to actualize a way that, one, created a monetization for them. Two, kept you from burning down communities, which they had already done. Because Brooklyn, if you look at Brooklyn now, I remember when Atlantic Avenue was burnt down. I remember when all those communities had all those lots in them. I remember that very deprived community and what it looked like out of frustration. And I know that our people experience a lot of frustration. And we oftentimes express our frustration in ways that may not necessarily be positive. But then again, I don't think we've ever even been trained on how to express our frustration, specifically living in um, a white cultural conscious experience. Right. So I'm here for music as a catalyst that actually gets to dial up a spiritual frequency that makes people abundant and joyful and loving and connect and connected. Um, and it, it still tells a story, right? It's telling a story, but it's not, it's not causing detriment to oneself or others. Right. Because, you know, there's a whole conversation. There's some artists out here right now. <clears throat> Let the white kids say N I G G A. Oh, um, yeah. yeah. So I'm not here for that. Right. At all. Um, and it's the young black kid who's carrying this torch and it generally right. always is. Right. Um, something crazy and radical, not even radical. Something just just outlandish. Yeah, ends radical. up being in the hands of a black person to carry the messaging to other black people. All skin folk, not kin folk. Right. And everybody who's giving you a message is not giving you a message in support of your well being. And they, and nobody even asked you, like who asked you, like what your friends, like yo man, why can't I say nigga? Can you make a song about it? I pretty, I, I doubt they asked him for that. But he want, but you know, he being whoever this artist was, I saw the, the brief of the I video. I couldn't even finish watching so it because it was just dumb. I was like, what? But apparently, this young artist made a, a song, like literally a whole song, with the hook was like, "Let the white kids say nigga." What? Why? Uh, <laughs> like, what? why is that the folk? Why would you make that a focus? And yeah, we're in an age of viral 
um, popularity. And at this point of uh, all publicity is good publicity. So, so which is so so they say, but but that's the mindset is what I'm saying. And like, oh well, even if it, people don't like it, at least uh, my name will be in people's uh, tongues. Yeah. And um, I mean, with us, you lost because I don't know your name. But the the whole thing is that you like you 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 doing this, for sacrificing your soul and and, and the sanctity of, of of what your people have laid forth for you to even be in the space to do some dumb mm-hmm. shit like this. Um and just wasting an opportunity to actually have a different conversation with your people because you have a conversation of telling your people to say, to, to accept an already derogatory term as I was, as it was implemented to be, you know, okay for white kids to say, okay for those that benefit from the white supremacist system to be, to, to freely say this and open the floodgates up for them to freely say, um, and speak derogatory, you know, these derogatory terms to us mm-hmm. why why advocate and waste energy and time in doing that i'm talking like you went to the studio you wrote you wrote lyrics you went to the studio you went and made your little video all this well like i'm talking about transition like he turned into the white kid back and forth and stuff he really was it committed was, it to was this. A lot. it was really a lot to where like you went through all this process and now at one point did you really think like you know what I might have thought this was funny at first, but you know, maybe this ain't a good idea. Maybe, I, maybe I should chill. Like that never crossed your mind, you know what I mean? But like, and, it's, and yeah, he, and for me in my mind, so I'm like, this is one kid, whatever. But at the same time, it's not like that mindset doesn't exist, right? And so this is where we have like, for, like music being this space for people to like, kind of like deconstruct minds uh, in, in in a negative way, not like deconstruct mm-hmm. to reconstruct, but deconstruct it just to deconstruct. And just have you numb and just be like, oh, it's a vibe. Versus, like, how are you seeing your human condition with this being the soundtrack, right? Because music is universal. Music is universal. No matter what language you're speaking in a song, people will feel it if it's done well and produced well, right? You can be speaking English as a, as a black artist, and someone in Brazil will feel what you're saying, you know, even if they speak complete Portuguese. You know, it's, it's just the way music is set up. It's just the way people are used to the vibe of, of, of hip-hop or pop or whatever it is. So where are we at now, right? We have, um, I remember some, when this whole idea of mumble rap came about, um, or was coined, and someone was like, today's, the, the, the music of back in the day was the, mu- the hip-hop made for the drug dealers. And today's hip hop is made for the drug users, which unfortunately is a lot of the the youth, the young hip hop artists. The majority of young hip hop artists that are popular now, um, you know, talking about between 16 to 23, popping out with like this idea of this rock star status, which means what going along with that, which means drug use, which means tattoos all over your whole body. It's like I'm not, a, you know, I'm not nothing wrong with tattoos. I like tattoos, but like it's like this, it's become a a, 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 a costume. Right, because you got the drug use, you got all the tattoos, you got the colorful locks, which is like, why are you doing that? Um, and piercings, like all this type of stuff, to create, put forth this image and just this carbon copy of the same, more of the same. So, yep. what, so like, like Nefrod says, repetition is the mother of all learning. So if you have more of these people in the space looking the same, acting the same, speaking the same, and talking about the same content, we'll continue to create the same you'll vibe. continue to create the same vibration. And in turn, you get, in, in urban communities, you have kids that latch onto this stuff, yep. that are downloading and listening to this in their everyday walk. And I see these kids on the trains, and they're just kind of they're not even in tune um, with their surroundings around them. Right, I had a, there was one time I was at a bus stop and a young girl, young 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 sister was was just standing there and she was just already in her, you could tell her face and her being she was just gone but she's just moving and moving and like she's getting closer to me to the point where she's standing on top of me, like as if she didn't even realize I existed and was there. She was just like, and I'm like hello. She's like, oh, and didn't even say anything. Just walked off. There was a kid. She was probably coming from school. She had a backpack. And this is the mindset, this is how, like, it's, it's this numbing down through this music, and not, not going to be that whole thing, like, hip-hop is ruining people, but, like, 
these are, you want to look at these factors that they're implementing into our spaces that are affecting the youth. And who are the youth? The future of our world, the right? Future of our the future society, of our community that our are putting community. forth these, you know, whatever whatever the future gets to be. So when you're dumbing down these minds, you're dumbing down the possibility of a future of any type of critical thought and 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 um, dismantling of the the system, the system that has kept people of color, black people oppressed for so, so many years, right? Any opportunity to derail um, logical, critical, effective thinking, strategy, um, strategic planning around the dismantling of the structure will be put in place. So what is one of the most powerful tools? Music. Because even if you're not even thinking about the lyrics, if you're listening to it over and over again, it's kind of like hypnosis. You know, you listen to the beat, the beat sounds dope, and but really you're not you don't pay attention to the fact that you're taking in what's being said. Even if you can't understand it at first, what's being said is still get reaching your brainwaves. It's ultimately like controlling and, and, and dictating how you you're, you're thinking if you give it enough space to work. It's magic. Um so it's and it's it's really important. So just analyzing it just how important music has become as a tool where it can either break or make the, the the landscape of society for the better or the worst. Um, so it's, it's it's just seeing that and uh, and paying attention to it and how and also how these kids as artists are being used because they're not looking at their contracts. They're not looking at you know when they go to these big labels. They're not looking at all these pieces. It's just like having you be the flash in the pan because you worked for the hot thing, the ticket of the moment to get whatever BS uh, uh, idea out to the people for them to latch on to and become zombies. And now you're just flashing pan because you're not even talented enough to make another song. And a lot of these kids aren't, don't end up not being talented enough to make another song. So they'll ride one song that's just crap, in our opinion, of course, like, but call it what it is. And they ride on that and they don't know what else to do with it because they haven't thought that far ahead. A lot of the kids are like, I've seen and experienced, they haven't, some haven't thought that far ahead. Those that like consume this music. You know what I mean? And it's 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 such a shame how music has shaped so much um, in such the mainstream music has shaped so much in, in such a poor way the the mindset and critical thinking of of the youth of today, the ur- urban communities and low income communities and like what you call disenfranchised, whatever, like in those spaces. So it's like it's it's almost like putting a cage around and them even trying to get out of those experiences. All right, and thank you for coming in. Those thank you. Be- in. Please and blessed everyone that was viewing and coming in. Thank you. We appreciate you for the conversation. Um, brother Zachary, hope you appreciate you, brother. It's been a while. How you doing? Um, from the food to the education, even now the music. Yup. They they're trying to numb and dumb us down. Exactly. Exactly. You, there's a poignant point. The food, the education, and music, those are key. What do you need to survive? Food. How are you going to understand your, your, the landscape of what you're walking through and how to do X, Y, Z is the education. How are you being educated? Who is the one educating you um, and, exactly. and and giving you the quote-unquote tools um, to not even dismantle the system, but to dismantle your own community, right? Because it's yes. giving you tools to be subordinate. Yes. Um, when you talk about education, right? It's giving you tools to be subordinate, to follow a protocol, to follow a position, to follow a process that doesn't lead you in down any other path other than to follow what the system has already put in place. Versus questioning exactly. what this, questioning what the system has put in place, why it's there designed in the way it is, and essentially meaning not setting me up to win, me being this young black kid in the school yes. that's getting fed the same th- like the same thing across everything. Whether it's the test scores mm-hmm. that aren't um, accurate for each individual person's cognitive processing, mm-hmm. um, you know, all these pieces put in place to keep you in a space of feeling like you're not good enough. And how many people are having this conversation? That's what we want to think about too. How many of us are having the same exact conversation? We're not in a vacuum. We're like we're all having. There's so many of us have had this conversation of. I'm not good enough to do this, or I don't know if I can, or I'm only one person, or I'm X, Y, Z. At some point in our lives, where unless, other than those that have made choices, they'd be mm-hmm. different about how they choose to live the rest of their lives and shoot and be in the power of their choices. 
Um, but by and large, as many people, especially within the black community, mm-hmm. that are living in, 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 in the turmoil of not understanding the power of their choices, not understanding the, the power of their voices, not understanding the power of thinking differently and critically and questioning your, your, the, the, the parameters of your existence, which includes, again, like Brother Zachary said, your education, your food, your music, the relationships you have, like all these pieces tie in to any one individual's human experience on a daily basis and how they choose to interact with it. And then create a quality of life. What type of quality of life? Right. Do, are exactly. we even familiar with the concept of quality of life? Exactly. Do we understand that, you know, it's not just, you know, you just don't wake up so you can go to school, get a good education so you can buy things. Right. Because the majority of us just want to buy things. Like, we look at our, our living experience and it's just an opportunity to buy more things. And the music is invoking a certain spirit that we're not even clear and conscious of. Mm-hmm. It's, it's for the recreation. Yeah. It's for the recreation, but then there's a time for all things. And it's not always time for recreation. There, the scientists are clear of this. Scientists are absolutely clear as to what motivation would drive you and drive people to whatever the, the next response is going to be. Very clear. They're very clear. So it's very important to actually conduct your own energy in your own space and not have things moving you and circumstances moving you. Um, you know, we can look at even some of the titles from the music back in the day. It takes two, fight the power, bust the move, children's story, it ain't no joke, jam on it, rapper's delight, I'm bad, smooth operator, and just a friend. What are some of the titles from 90s music? Nas, The World Is Yours, Warren G, uh, Regulate. Wu-Tang Clan, Cream, Old Dirty Bastard, Shimmy Shimmy Yeah, Shimmy Yeah, Shimmy Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Salt and Pepper, let's talk about sex, Dr. Dre, nothing but a G-Thang, and Jay-Z, Hard Not Life, um, and a be- be- Beastly Boys, uh, Sabotage. Yeah, um, Yeah. so it, 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 it goes for us to really understand the music and what our particular desires, and why do we have the desires that we do? The music that you make, that that's Path P, um, it's making music that is an experience. Um, it's fortifying emotionally, spiritually, and elevating consciousness, as um, and also educating. Um, but it's really so that you fortify yourself, and it's a means to create an experience and have mm-hmm. a, a, a artistic storytelling inside of it that's fortifying, and it tells a story of circumstances, but it doesn't put the emphasis in. You know, all the, the rage and the, and the, yeah, the angst, the, yeah. and it makes it a very, uh, con- it's conversational um, right. in that way. And I, I think that our people are just not clear as to how we are actually being conducted in this living experience. Because we've just been moving with the, the whippy willow, just whipping back and forth in the air, moving, but that's not giving us the opportunity to, um, to strategize. Um, it's a part of the art of war is to destabilize the foundation. And we've constantly been destabilized. Every circumstance that we've lived, we wanted to tie the music into the social climate. The music ties in. So the 80s was coming after um, the 60s, uh, um, Vietnam War, assassination, Kennedy, Malcolm X, Martin Luther King, moving into the, the, the heroin era of the 70s, moving into legal represent Black legal Panthers. Black Panthers. Um, there was many movements that we were coming through from that in that 60s to 75 area right here. And then legislation came into play that created homes um, due to the civil rights movement. Now they have PA, public assistance, giving to African mothers without allowing the male to be in the house. So we're finding mm. another way to softly beguile the man out of the home. So now the man is gone. There's a worker, a black person, all that's coming to the hood to come and sit in your living room and look and see what kind of toaster oven you have, to see where there's men's shoes in your house or in your closet, because now you got to really put on an airs to get your benefits. Right. Because these are the people who are, remember, we're coming out of the dependent of slaves. So we often talk about the challenges of some people. And some black folks who are in their bourgeoisie place and who kind of arrived a little something, something, they don't want to really have that conversation. But the social context is such that 4 million Africans were released from custody and then sit out into the world to try to build a life without any resources. So a huge degree of individuals in poverty was the African living experience for America. Mm. The majority of Africans lived in some degree of poverty. 
not very many of us established ourselves in a way. And there's some of us that had the sharecropping and had the, the ability to create industry. You know, there were cities like Tulsa, Oklahoma, where white jealousy and their, their deprivation burned out and ran out Africans from their communities all over the world. So even when they had land that would have been the residuals of 110, 15 years later, this generation would have had a little bit more to use to support themselves. Um, and I'm certain, absolutely certain that based on, you know, you got reconstruction and then you have 4 million Africans released from custody. Um, those Africans within by, by, 1920, when they burned out 1921, when they burned out Tulsa, Oklahoma, from 1865 to 1921, that's 60 years. Mm -hmm. That's 60 years. 60 years, they built an entire city, several cities, over 100 such cities, where black people had hospitals, schools, banks. We were entirely self-sufficient and to ourselves. That could not remain in place. So all of these things left to our own devices, look what we create. Look how we create. Look what we do when we become ingenuitive and we fold in to one another. We create our own hospitals with our own genius. Mm -hmm. We create our own communities. We build cars. Mm -hmm. We build inventions. We do all these things to ourselves. And within that, within that, the, there was the trust in the product we were given. We knew what our people were giving us, period, and we trusted in that, and that was it. It wasn't that in, in that. in today's world now, it's like, Oh, black owned business. Oh, is it gonna be good? It's gonna be good quality. Oh, I don't like. I'd rather go to this store. I'd rather shop with this person. Oh, black people always got bad attitudes. And it's like it's, it, it goes. It all goes both ways. You know what I mean? Like we, we, we get to be our best consumer and and best seller as well, right? So we we've got we the the thing that's lacked that's lacked that we've lost has been the trust in one another as consumer and as seller. So that's what's become so problematic to our economics. Well, because we haven't set each other we, up to win. Right, exactly. We haven't set each other about uh, how to win and how to win with with one another. Because we all, at the end of the day, it's you know we all we got, right? We we are all we got, no matter what space you're in, no matter how much success you think you found in any one arena that's already been established by a white supremacist structure. It's you you make the wrong step, you're falling into the pit, and you're back down to still being just a, just another nigger. You know yeah, what I mean? Well, and that's just what the 100 is. You are. You, know, no you black up every day. You are who you are. Mm -hmm. You are who you are. Our, it's only an illusion that makes us believe that if we acquire more things, that we somehow become an honorary white person. Become better. No, no, no. You're not ever going to be that person. No. You may have um, friends who are of the white cultural experience, which is what I call it, because it's entirely a white cultural experience. It's not necessarily a space something that's out, totally outlandish. White people are actually human beings. They're persons, they're people, you mm -hmm. know? Um, and they are having a different cultural experience from black people. Right. So they're having a white cultural experience because they're living in a society that was built for them to win. It was right. never built with you in mind. I, I have to remind you that it was never in the cards for Africans to not be in custody. It was right. always planned based on the Pope giving license to the Portugal. Portugal comes over here, runs rampant, takes people from West Africa, and then begins that space that created the, the, the events that created the transatlantic slave. It was never a concept of black people out here being equal to white people. No. So that was for, never a conversation. That was never a conversation. Ever. It Ever. was just supposed to go Still on and on and on forever with African people being enslaved. So now you have, you're still enslaved. It's just how are you choosing to be enslaved? Right. You are still enslaved because you do not have actual access to what it would cost to be free. And what it would cost to be free is ability to self-govern. Mm -hmm. You have no mm -hmm. ability to self-govern. Mm -hmm. You live within a social construct that is based on a white supremacist system. Even Jay-Z, with all the money he has, let him start talking smart. He'll be he'll be in a cell right next to Bill Cosby. He'll be in a cell right next to O.J. Simpson. I'm here to tell you, those were the men of their times. And look where they look how they were discarded. Because Bill Cosby was a revolutionary. He did some things. He, he talked some stuff. And he was behind closed doors moving things around. And he was also a pioneer in his industry. But guess what? They put that man in his old age in a cage. Disregard. He sold how many pudding pops? He sold a whole lot of them folks' junk for them. All of the junk. He sold all that crap. All of it. And he was loyal to the system. 
Mm. He didn't start really talking, talking, talking. I mean, he was cool. Him and City Portier was pretty cool. They were pretty close back in the day. And they was doing their thing underground with James Baldwin and all that behind the scenes. But back then, they also had a lot more control of their money. Mm. See, all of those holes that was in the system that we were able to maneuver, they sealed all of that stuff up. And they're sealing it up even more. And mm. now they've entirely destabilized any semblance of unity. Right. We got new things in the space destabilizing the space mm-hmm. and deterring possibility from us thinking in a landscape. Everybody's saying, get a business, do your own. Da, da, da. There's no way you're going to be able to do that within this cultural context. Right. Because you have to go to the master to knock for keys. So if they don't give you the keys and the gatekeepers, because all skin folk, not kin folk, it's going to usually be somebody that looks like you mm-hmm. that's going to be like, ah, slamming doors. No, you can't come. And that was the thing she was going to say. It was like, you, it, more often than not, now we're used as the tools. Yes. Yeah, that no. we're, we're used as the tools. Um, you find that any if, if any one of us is found in that pocket that's like the one that, you know, um, that that Nate, that Nat Turner missed, mm-hmm. right? Uh, that's how I call it, the one that Harriet missed. Mm-hmm. Like they're there, but I, and like it's it's for the big they're the big ticket item to mm. subdue the savage the savage beast of revolution, right? That's what they become. So it's like as long as you see that face, like oh this this people ain't bad. Look at freaking Bob Johnson mm. from BET, you know talking about how much Trump is. Uh, we got to look at the positives of what Trump has done for the black community. Are you kidding Man, me? Man, right what? Now? Shut up. We, you mean as far as like more people being wake w- waking up? Yeah, sure. I'll take that one. But what are you talking about? Oh, there's unemployment is the lowest it's ever been. Yeah, but unemployment is one thing versus actual economic stability and equity and power. Like it, it's it's nothing to have fucking forty A and fifty year olds working at Starbucks. You know what A I mean? Un- what is unemployment relative to? Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah, everybody's working, but are they working to make a way that's gonna Can help you them live? Are they working? Are they on Snap? Are they like exactly? Are they, can they self-govern? Can they feed their children? Do they have to sacrifice something else to supplement while they're trying to work this menial job or under minimum wage, where no one on minimum wage can actually have a a, a, a positive like living experience in America? Period. So yeah, what is it actually to be in a space where unemployment is the lowest ever when you're talking about what the, the jobs that these people have? It's not enough just to say people are in a space working. How much are they getting paid? Are they getting paid enough to live? Are they getting paid in equitable rates? Are they getting paid proper living wages to help them be in a space where they can feel a certain way, operate at their most optimal, and actually have an output that's effective for their living experience? Can they self-govern? As a human being. Can you self-govern? See, we, we do we know what it is to have a good quality of life? Right. What is that like? What does that quality actually mean? Quality of life mean? is the term I was looking what for. What does you. a quality of life? Do we actually have a good quality of life? What does that mean? Because let me tell you something. Anybody running around here talking about creating job resources and jobs, that's a very minuscule, short-sighted reality. Africans need to be able to self-govern. Mm-hmm. Africans need financial leverage. Africans need reparations to repair and be made whole of all that has occurred to them. Anybody who's not having that conversation cannot be representing me. Because I don't need to get more jobs. Getting more... Somebody say, I'm going to give you guys more jobs. It's only saying to you, listen, I'm going to go ahead and get you a nice plantation over here where you can be comfortable in this plantation. But I'm going to get you a new owner. That's the only thing that's being said. They're going to get you a new owner and find you a new plantation. (laughs) That's not an ability to self-govern. That doesn't give you freedom. That doesn't allow you to have access to dial what, where you want to be at your own accord on your own time, it doesn't give you access to that. So anybody who's saying that they want even an equitable wage is still short-sighted. It's still a short-sighted reality. We're talking about 120 years after Africans had some economic stability within themselves and because whiteness did not jump, the government did not step in to abridge this conversation between the hostility that white people had towards Africans who were enslaved, Mm -hmm. who were in custody against their will by people and, and, and fought and dealt with circumstances that are beyond human comprehension. So much so that America has created an entire landscape of illusions that it functions under and it forces everyone else to participate in it. Everyone, you must be complying with the system. So much so they killed Malcolm X mm-hmm. because he did not have a conversation for this illusion that mm-hmm. is white consciousness. 
this entire social landscape is white consciousness and it is an illusion because they cannot speak to the truth about the atrocities that is on their landscape, on their time landscape. And that today they're living high on the hog because of it. Mm -hmm. There is employment inequity and you still cannot go into a space and make a living wage mm -hmm. because someone who is of a white skin persuasion is making a living wage, living in your neighborhood, paying $3,500 for rent while they put your grandmother out on the street. See, right. we can't have an authentic conversation because that's what the ramifications are. And look at that equity conversation, Blake, we were talking about with Felicity Huffman and um, the whole college scandal thing ah. that took place. Ooh, boy. That was, a, that was what, last year, 2018, mm -hmm. mm -hmm. the longest year in history? That was like all us like the, the got these 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 celebrity moms, celebrity white moms, um, playing straight up fraud and bribery for their kids to get in school. So you didn't believe enough in your kids to be smart enough to get into these schools. They're not. You have to bribe them. because they're not. You have to bribe them because they're probably fucking off. Well, you know, because, like, well, but like you have to bribe well, them to get into these schools. Yeah. And oh, they got caught. Yay or whatever. Okay, cool. So now that just opened up a whole new can of worms of what's taking place within our society around capitalism um, and white skin privilege and, 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 and white supremacy um, and, and who gets to benefit from that. So we recently got word that she um, got, is going to serve 14 freaking days. days, two weeks in prison for for her her fraud scandal of paying what was it fifteen thousand dollars to uh to, yes. to commit fraud on the S, uh, SATs, SATs mm -hmm. for for her daughter to get into college. Meanwhile, she serves fourteen days, and as the, the mother used to have served five years, five years, five years, for that's one that the change the the address, right? Yeah, yeah, for a black mother who wanted to put the, a different address, address of. A more affluent, better neighborhood for her child to go to school. Well, she was actually just homeless. To give, right, because she was actually homeless. Just to afford her child an opportunity for a better, quote unquote, better education. Because when we look at who who's putting forth the education, oh, it's better, really, the conversation. But, right, you want to talk about that, like, as far as, I guess, safe. Right. Safe is probably safe. the actual conversation she, she wants uh. to have. Safe, right. <laughs> Damn it, and then uh, that's the conversation. It just sounds so crazy. You know, issue. that's just so crazy. But, I, and, I, go ahead. but like, but just, just, just like say, like, looking at that parallel, you got these black women that want a better, quote unquote, safer education, quality education for their children, and did what they had to do for that, and they served years. They're serving years for for these things, mm -hmm. right? Whereas you have this, this, this these the rich white people, rich white women. Uh, Felicity Huffman being one, only serving a measly two weeks, and it's probably on like a resort as a uh, 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 jail, where she's probably walking around and and, and playing golf um, for two weeks. She won't even miss it. Who misses two weeks, right? This is still um, a, a resounding visual, a resounding reality of a white supremacist system and systemic oppression, ringing loud and true for their Liberty Bell, that no matter what we try, it will never, it will never amass to any type of real freedoms um, for our community in the way that it does for those that experience and are benefiting from white privilege, white skin, you know, white cultural experience and a white supremacist system. You know what I mean? And that's, that's what the reality is. Whether or not they know they're doing it because of like this, knowing this privilege, but in the day, they're still benefiting. And here's a prime example of that. It's a prime example of the Brock Turners and everyone else that's like benefiting from being a white person in America. And those that want to deny it and whatever, like you, you're not serving just the, the, the situation any better. The reality of it is, this is what you're dealing with. And this is what black people are dealing with, right? You want to talk about black, people are dealing with it. And there's levels of black people, there's people of color that are dealing with, like, you know, people of a, of a browner situation or what have you. Yeah, they deal with stuff too across different landscapes. But black people will continually be pushed to the wayside of the conversation of betterment, equity, freedom, whatever you want to call mm -hmm. it, in the U the U.S. of freaking A. And that's, and that's what we're dealing with. And that's what we're up against. And until we realize that this is our everyday experience, 
no matter what shrouded smoke and mirrors we, we get put forth in front of us, look through that and see that this is still the, the, the experience of the landscape. You're still going to experience um, wage inequity. You're still going to experience discrimination. You're still going to experience uh, redlining. You're still going to experience um, the straight up discrimination. Because medical of apartheid. just who you are, food apart, medical, medical, medical apartheid, medical apartheid food, food apartheid, apartheid. You know, like access to actual real um, options for your betterment, biologically, neurologically, physically, health, me mentally, all these pieces to who you are, just for your human experience. Because you know why? Because you're not deemed as human. It's so how can you have an effective human experience where you're not even being treated and deemed as human by other humans? Well, there's a ramification that entered our space. And the ramification of our cultural landscape is always rooted back into um, white consciousness. Mm -hmm. This white social consciousness. Every experience that you are having is a direct correlation of white cultural experience. Mm -hmm. White cultural consciousness. Um, and their uh, need to hold tight to the illusions that they've created. Right. So if you become human, then there's a whole lot of the textbooks, a whole lot of system and infrastructure goes to question. Mm -hmm. So it fortifies itself and refines itself constantly in order to keep it fresh. Every great empire will f has fallen. Mm -hmm. This is this one will also fall. It's going to actually implode on itself, mm -hmm. right? Because um, its arrogance is actually going to create its destruction. Um, I would hope that we put ourselves in a good space um, so that when it eventually does occur, that we put ourselves outside of the mess. But so many of us want access to it, create a better seat in the master's house for ourselves. That, seat you know, at the table. Um, a seat at the table. Unfortunately, um, so many of us are going to get caught up and swept up in that. Um, and there's so many um, references to this. Uh, with an insight, you actually see the, the possibilities. Greatest indicator of the future is the past. These folks have done this before. This is not new news. They've discovered, they, they've devoured, they've torn down and, and just wiped out all the assets and the resources and drained up a space. Um, there's the movie, uh, the, the Matrix. We love to talk about the Matrix here at Soundbites. Um, when the Smith talks about the only other organism that functions the way humans does is a cancer. Mm -hmm. It goes everywhere and it just devours. It's disgusting. And, and this is what we have come to do. And this is the product of white cultural consciousness. Mm. Because immediately it's what can I exploit from it? What can I use it for? That's not the converse, the concept that is harmonious with the earth space. No. That's not a concept that works in, in harmony with that. Right. So, and that's owned by white cultural consciousness and those that perpetuate white cultural consciousness. So they have a lot to deal with. And um, I'm, I'm a space for allowing them access to their own healing. I actually don't have the time to, other than me living my life and you having the opportunity to observe whatever you need to observe to create whatever narrative you need to create, I don't actually have the time to actually sit down here and try to work with my people and help them restructure their consciousness and work with everyone else and help them restructure their consciousness. I actually don't have the time for it. There's not enough resources to time. Um, I can tell you one thing, though, um, as we've spoken before about the landscape of... Uh, the LGBTQ community and how that socially entered our space and how that conversation has gradually reshaped. If it was ever an intention to reshape how humanity experiences Africans, it was possible. Mm -hmm. We've seen it happen with how they restructured consciousness around LGBTQ. So, so, We've seen it. To so be clear, we're in the midst of choices being made. Clear -cut so, choices so we want to be real clear. How yeah. black people, Africans are, ex yes. are to be experienced. Right. Period. Because it can happen. It's it can just, definitely happen. It's a space People where the system just does not want it to. Absolutely not. And for, whatever, for, and for what? Survival. <laughs> for what? Fear of being wiped out. That's what it comes down to. I mean, I, that's, that's not material to some white everyday people. Yeah. Some people, everyday white people, consider that. Um, they're not considering geneticists. They're not considering mm -hmm. DNA. They're considering resources. They feel yeah. like if we share, then there won't be enough for us. That ain't right. Um, if we share, there won't be enough jobs for us. There has been rotation, and because of the way that we choose to participate in this system, the rotation has created scarcity. So as one demographic comes in, another demographic gets cut out. Fear-mongering. The same thing that happened when you know our community has now been flooded with bilingual-speaking people. When that, socially, we want to talk about how these things impact our lives on a day-to-day -day basis. Like, not this big macro thing, <laughs> Like DNA and genetics, because everyday white people and I we having a conversation about that at all. 
their conversation is if we keep affirmative action, we're going to give away seats to people like, cause they don't connect to you at all. So these people get to take seats that I'm supposed to get. Why do they get seats? Cause they're black and I don't get the seats cause I'm white because that's a conversation out here in the world. They don't want to connect with your reality. So they believe that there's going to be a shortage of resources. If, if, if the, if the even landscape and equity was created, that's the conversation. And that's what's happening on the everyday man to man, man on man combat or conversation. So this is where redlining happens by bias, get t- getting in jobs, and you know the higher you get, the wider it gets. The mm. social context. Mm-hmm. There's a reason for that because people are biasing themselves. They are expressing bias because it's very easy for all these qualified Africans to take position, but that's not happening mm. because. As a human being, the human element is in the space. You're going to show up and you're going to bring in who you are most comfortable with. Or you see yourself in these other people. You don't see a connection with Africans. If there was a narrative that wasn't supposed to shape the way that people perceive Africans, we wouldn't have pushed out bitches and hoes. We wouldn't be twerking and dropping like it's hot. We wouldn't be, uh, your girl got a girlfriend. Um, I kissed a girl and I think I like it. We wouldn't be doing, there's a whole lot of things that we wouldn't be doing to deteriorate the moral fabric of our cultural society. We wouldn't be doing that. We would have used that opportunity to push out not just a few TV shows and to see a few artists, Denzel Washington and Yalavin, I'm not, and um, uh, 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 Nia Long and uh, a couple of a couple of outstanding artists, Halle Berry, the brown skin artists, in these positions because we have now we're now looking at these this art as our means to communicate with the world. Right. It shouldn't be. This information, and since they've now taken and co-opted all of the art at this point, majority of it, other than what you got to look around the corner and underneath to see the indie space, they've co-opted the entire space because there cannot be an iota of opportunity left for you to create Tulsa, Oklahoma's. Mm-hmm. That's the point. Right. So if you create Tulsa, Oklahoma's, then you'll then create your own political party. Mm-hmm. And what will then happen is a nation will grow within a nation. And Asian people move in silence because they've been building themselves up for years on the low, very inconspicuous, like you didn't even see them here. Right. You barely noticed them. Jewish people, on the other hand, weren't as quiet, but they created a space where they are untouchable. Mm-hmm. They created a space where you cannot talk about, and anything that you cannot examine, you can't assess. So there's no conversation. I use them as an example all the time because they took 50 years and they wrapped themselves up in themselves and they expanded and compounded and, and tripled and quadrupled themselves mm. by, 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 by assets and power. Mm-hmm. They, they quadrupled their, 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 their demographic is very small and still very small. Still small by comparison of what they're dealing with. Right. Tiny. But they magnified themselves the power, yeah. exponentially in a short span of time because they shut out everything on the outside and they strictly work from the inside. Mm. That's it. Strictly. And that takes a discipline. Yeah, that it does. We we should have. <laughs> we and we, we We need to find a reason we have to not, have it. We had to, I mean there's pl- but there's plenty. That's the thing about it. There's so much to gain. And we're and we're, and we're operating like I don't know. It's just, I don't know. It it's really interesting. I mean, I, <laughs> um, I can tell you one thing. The reality of it is that it's a work to be done. Yeah. One such instrument, I'll leave you guys with this. We're going to get ready to wrap up. Yeah. I heard a story, got a story recently and the lady said that she, um, she doesn't want her child to go to school. People told her she's a bad parent. Because she didn't want her son to go to um, Sunday school. She said, I'm not sending my son to church. I'm not sending my son to church. So her own family and community told her she was a bad parent. Well, guess what? My grandmother told me I was a bad parent because I took Christmas from my son. If you continue to do the same thing, you continue to get the same results. In order to get different results, you got to do something different. I'm not going to perpetuate illusion to my son because I want to change a generation moving forward that's dealing with truth. I don't want to feed my son lies. So I'm not going to perpetuate Christmas in my home. I'm not. And that it starts with things like that to be committed. 
I initially started my journey of elevation, I got rid of everything I knew. I just didn't want to go through it. It was too frustrating trying to follow through what to keep, what to go, what to throw away. So I threw away everything and started from scratch. And that's self-governance. When you build your own consciousness from the ground up, you put it in what you want in there. And then you can actually sit back and look at the framework outside of you and you can see the code. Then you can see the code. See, because now you are outside of that experience. So I applaud that mother who okay. decided that she was not sending her child to Sunday school to to uh, survive, to uh, to get to Sunday school because she def- she refused to perpetuate lies to her child. Boys, Sunday Shouts school. Nah. Shouts out to her. Thank you all for coming in tonight. Sure. You praise God every day. Us, okay. I am the church. Okay? Exactly. I am no the temple. Space. I am. I am. Okay. You I, are I, the I, school. Listen, that's a whole other conversation because I let right folks now. keep what they got going on. If that's what they want to use, I don't knock it. But I'm here to tell you that when you know better, you do better. Okay? And this is going to take a degree of mental acuity to give up the easy route out because a lot of what we do is based on our desire and not necessarily strategy. Mm. So we haven't put all things under submission of the mind. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we, we function way too much on our emotional responses. Um, and our emotional responses can be played like a fiddle. Mm. And we've been getting played like a fiddle uh, body, for a long crazy. time. Um, and, and, and if we continue to perpetuate the foolishness, because all skin folk, not kin folk. Right. So if you have them throwing up and regurgitating information that comes from the matrix, it can be helpful. So we want to take a look at that. Peace and blessings, family. Yes, Thank yes. you for coming and receiving from Thank us. Thank you. Um, join us next always week. Always a blessing. Always a blessing. Join us next week. It actually sparked what I think is a, could be a good topic for us to talk about, mm-hmm. you know, to further the conversation. Um, for next week, so stay tuned. We continue the conversation around how this landscape has shaped the idea of connection with love, the black, black family, like, you know, like black love and intimacy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, Let's so we're coming in that. with that, family. All right? Yeah, we'll come in with that. Black so we're going to leave you with some tunes. Uh, how music should, in our opinion, strike at the hearts of people's psyches, of hearts, minds, I and souls. Say. So we're going to take it back, way back, back in the time, with um, a little bit of Public Enemy, Fight the Woo! Power. The Facebook, we don't own the rights, all right? All right, we don't know the rights. We put it in the caption. Knock it off. We're gonna play this, and you're gonna play it for the people that want to replay the video because they want to hear it too. All right, so we're gonna get into some fight the power, one love, because that's what we're doing. Sound by International Radio. Black consciousness is the claim. One world is the aim. I'm a history of cutting that for Rob. Yes, yes, yes. So let's fight the power, y'all. Let's get into it. Peace and blessings. Sound bites. Share the link. Share the link. Join the the conversation. conversation. Let's get it, y'all. Come on. Each one, teach one. Tell a friend. Music hitting your heart, cause I, I know you got a soul. Hey, hey. Listen if you're missing y'all, swinging while I'm singing. Hey. Giving what you're getting, knowing what I'm knowing. While the black band's sweating, in the rhythm I'm rolling. Gotta give us what we want, uh. gotta give us what we need. Hey. Our freedom of speech is freedom of death. We, we got, got to fight the powers that be. Fight the power. Fight the power. Fight the power.
Fight the powers that be. 